When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. And it's your hosts, Arthi, Noor, and Harold. He he got his 15 seconds of fame. He was like, bitch, let me on the mic. (laughs) I was telling my husband that Harold is so famous now. And he's like, can I I come and say something in the background? Maybe I get that 15 seconds. No. no. Dogs only. Yeah. It's like, you're not cute. The only way your husband could ever get on the podcast is if he came in and barked like Harold. Then, yes, maybe we would think about it. <laughs> and I shouted back at him, shut up. Okay, Arthi, I'm going to tell you two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? You ready? Yeah. I watched the Beverly Hills trailer. Mm-hmm. I am excited to watch the season. Okay. And I'm mostly excited about Kathy Hilton. Which one of those is the lie? Oh, my God. God, that's a hard one. The first one mm-hmm. is the truth. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, the second and the third. <laughs> I think the Kathy Hilton one is the lie. Yeah. <laughs> because even though I know it's going to be such a bad season, I'm like, man, that Beverly Hills really gets me every time. <laughs> every time I'm like, hey, this does look good. And then like three episodes, I'm like, Fuck this fucking show. I hate this show so much. I know, right? And it, it's so much Beverly Hills, so much like Beverly Hills to make the cut about Erica, make it look like everybody is confronting her and she's speaking her truth. When you know that Bravo is going to give her the rehab edit. They're going to make it look like, oh, we all questioned her, but then she came through and we now believe her and we stand with her and we're going to help her. She's our sister. And all along, the other rest of them are just thinking, oh, I need to be careful because I could be next because you're all in the same shitty boat. Yes. I was terrified watching Erica when she snarls Mm -hmm. at Sutton. I was like, Mm -hmm. you are a monster. Because, you know, based on that cut is when I knew Mm -hmm. that these bitches are not going to stick up to her because she like literally barks at Sutton and Kyle just cringes and Dorit just opens her mouth, which is like what they always do. They don't actually come for Erica ever. Right. Because they're scared of her. I feel like Sutton and Garcelle are going to be the only ones that don't for this BS and everybody else is going to be like kissing Erica's ass. As usual. I mean, even in the past, even with the whole Denise thing, even though the Denise thing was ultimately really stupid, but nobody actually came for Denise except for Teddy. Kyle never ever does any of it. The only time she's ever kind of done anything is when she went to Lisa Vanderpump's house and quote unquote called her out. And then now they're saying, oh, at least Kyle is calling out the fact that Scott and 
Amelia's relationship is messed up because he's almost the age. She's of, laughing he about could it. Be her dad, and I'm think I'm no. She's saying, "Oh, he's so old and he has kids and blah blah blah." But I'm thinking, Kyle, if anything, is feeling jealous. Okay, this Kyle <laughs> is not the kind of person who really cares about these things. Remember, her mother used to do the same damn thing. She would have pushed Kyle and oh, Kim allegedly. Yes, right, so. allegedly. So I don't think Kyle finds it in any shape or form offensive. I think if anything, she's like, I have been throwing major parties for Chris Jenner and including her in my inner circle for all these years. Yeah. And, and Scott hasn't even tried to fuck a single one of my daughters. One of my daughters. And <laughs> and now Rina gets to be part of the Kardashian money circle. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that is what Kyle is pissed off about. Okay, not yeah. about the relationship. She's just fucking jealous that Rena got ahead of her. Yeah, totally. Last week, obviously, we didn't talk about Housewives at all because we had Ben and Ronnie on. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. We're still coming out of it. We really are. I'm still on a high. Yeah. The episode itself was so much fun to record. It's And then also the feedback, like the all the people that are oh listening to our podcast now is blowing my mind. We somehow charted in the iTunes or Apple Podcasts top 100 in um, film and TV, which was really strange to me because... Who the fuck are we? Yeah. Who the fuck are we in this world? But you know who we are? We are the ones that are going to print that out and frame it. Because I don't know if it'll happen again. If it'll yeah. stay there. If it'll come down. Yeah, I, I have no that. idea. <laughs> it may all be like a spike. Oh, there was that one time we were in the yeah. top 100. Yeah. Guess what? I'm printing it out. I'm framing yeah. it as proof yeah. that we were there too. If I had a Tinder, I would make that my profile picture on Tinder. But I'm not on Tinder because I'm a married woman. But mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe I won't be a married woman. I'm going to look for the look at the success and yeah. say, you know what? Maybe I should be a single lady on the prowl and use my Oh iTunes my God. <laughs> No, (laughs) is he okay? Is he able to manage your ego now? (laughs) Yeah, he did say to me, hey, maybe you could make a whole podcast network and then you can give me a show on it and it would be about sports. And I was like, go away. Yeah, I know. Maybe the husbands can have a sports podcast. No, I'd I'd rather not. They haven't made us a single fucking sandwich, okay? No, make me a a single one. And then maybe we about getting you a podcast mm-hmm. that's right okay, so we didn't get to talk a lot about all the stuff that was going on last week which luckily there was not a lot going on but the big thing was that everybody was like oh my god Sutton got a diamond Sutton got a diamond I watched this trailer and I realized why Sutton got a diamond do you know why Sutton why? got a diamond because Kathy Hilton is a fucking dud that's why yes okay Yes. Okay. Like yes. the I don't know why everybody thinks the Richard sisters are like so cool and fabulous mm. and amazing. Like they're not. Like I mean, Kim was entertaining in a sad and dark way. Yeah. But Kim was entertaining in a way that we think is hilarious when Sonia does it, but when Kim does yeah. it, it's dark. Sad. Yeah. And that's why Kyle is so frazzled and like anxious and doing all these like manipulative things to stay on TV because she's not actually interesting. And I don't no. think Kathy Hilton is that interesting. And I, and I know the Hilton sisters like Paris and Nikki were like a big deal, whatever. But like Paris Hilton is also really not that compelling of a human being. Like I know that mm-hmm. there's there was a documentary and stuff and mm-hmm. she's had a really hard life and all that stuff. And I believe all those things to be true. But I don't think any of these people are necessary 
necessarily interesting people. And no. that's why Sutton got a diamond because Did Kathy I? Hildren with her terrible veneers, yeah. looking like a dentistic commercial. I was like, what am I looking at this lady? And she's claiming that she's poor because she's oh in a $35 million house or something like that. I can't oh stand what? it. So yeah. I, I'm excited for Sutton, but also it's like, Sutton, you got to throw away because Kathy probably at the end decided they decided that Kathy can't be it. Yeah. What I didn't like in the preview, and it's something now that I've seen in New York and now we're seeing, we obviously saw all of it in Dallas and now we're seeing it in this one is Crystal's like, she says to Sutton, oh, do you not see color? Yeah. And it, it almost feels sometimes to me like Bravo's like, see, 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 we're going to talk about race. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. No, we're going to hold these white people accountable for it. It's like, no, Bravo, stop bringing, you know, the magical person of color to come on and talk about these things. Mm-hmm. You know, white people need to be talking to other white people about this stuff. It can't always right. be exactly. the minority coming on and talking about this stuff. It can't right. just be like, and the thing is, Garcelle's experience is important to talk about because it's Garcelle's experience and she can explain it to them if she mm-hmm. wants to. But it's not her job to do that. White people yeah. should be able to open their fucking eyes and see what happens, you know? It's so like, yeah, she can comment on it, but she doesn't have to be the the educator on it. No. You know, whenever Garcelle speaks about race or if Tiffany speaks about race, all the other women just go real quiet. And then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for that. But they don't necessarily understand it. And they're so afraid that they're going to say something wrong and they just don't want to say anything about it that they don't even bother to question and ask and dig deeper. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, are you, are we done talking about it? Okay, can we now move on? So I feel safe again. That's what it feels like when you have those scenes. Yeah. And they always will say stuff like, I just don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm just like, not yeah. sure what I can say right now. Cause I'm just like afraid of saying the wrong thing. It's like, yeah. well, were you going to say something racist? Like if, yeah, if you're mm-hmm. going to say something racist then you should be afraid of saying the wrong thing. But like, it's sometimes feels like white people are so, so worried about, and not, it's not just specific to white people. It's not always just white people. It's also people of color all of us have to get used to having uncomfortable conversations and saying things that we think are well-intentioned but maybe wrong and then being okay with somebody calling you out on it that's the thing white people get quiet and like white women on these shows get quiet like I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing because they're actually not afraid of saying the wrong thing they're afraid of being called out they're afraid of being embarrassed for being for saying the wrong thing you know it's not actually what hurt am I causing someone it's I don't want to look like an idiot and that's the problem but anyway I didn't really love that in the trailer Erica was barking and it scared me. I am going to definitely watch the show and I'm going to be really annoyed because it's probably not going to be that good. Yeah, we will watch it because we want to watch for Crystal and I want to watch for Sutton and I want to watch it to see if how much bullshit Erica comes up with because now it's come out that she signed everyone so many of those documents where she has put her signature on. So like Bethany says, you cannot be smart and stupid at the same time. So Erica, are you the smart one or the dumb one? Because how did you not know that? Right. I'm interested to watch it because I wonder then if Jen Shah, Bravo's number one fan, is going to actually be watching the show to take tips on how to behave when you're under (laughs) the white collar crime, you know, spotlight. So I feel like, you know, Jen Shah studies housewives and that's obviously why what she came in was on season Mm -hmm. one. So I feel like now she's going to be watching Erica to see what to get away with because she you know she learned from Teresa she learned Mm -hmm. from Nini she 
from all these people of how to create a persona and now she's gonna learn how to be a criminal on television uh, I don't know Jensha is uh, it boggles my mind she's either very dumb or very very smart because why is she still online why is she still posting stuff and what is she so happy about nothing's bothering her unbothered and I'm like how could you not be because it gets her more attention and people talk about it and people keep talking about Jen Shaw so long so that's a deep psychological issue that you are in uh, in hot soup and you still don't understand it you don't grasp it and you're still going for the attention yeah she wants to be notorious I mean that's why I'm not saying she's a serial killer, obviously. Yeah. But that's why serial killers have like, you know, little, uh, little like, they're like MO. Momentous. You know, how they, yeah, yeah they, they do these little things to make themselves unique and known. So mm. yeah, narcissism and this type of shit and notoriety and all that kind of stuff, like all this goes together. And right. I'm not surprised. It's sad, but it's, I don't think it's sad. I, I, actually, I think it's psychotic. Okay, it's psychotic, (laughs) but no, I mean, it's sad that that kind of behavior affects so many people because these people are so good at what they do, too. When they harm people, they they harm a lot of people. It's sad. That is sad. That part of it is sad. Yes, that is sad. And I think that what will be really sad is how many people still stand them afterwards. Right. People fucking love Teresa. Mm-hmm. They think that they she's great. Tree. They think she paid her, you know, her paid her Dead. dues and she's ready to move on. And but- they even love Joe Judah, Joe Judice and his massagers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people love posting Joe Judice stuff. They don't think I'm of okay with, I'm okay with the, you paid your dues. And I think Teresa did pay her dues by being separated from her kids and her mother. That's and true. that was sad. That's true. I think she paid her dues. I don't mind so much for the tree fans, except that don't be juicy Joe fans because regardless of whether he's paying his dues for what he did he is also benefiting from it and he is also still a piece of shit he hasn't changed much so i don't think the juicy joe fans I, I don't understand them. I, I guess you like. Yeah. I guess you like muscular men who can split, but <laughs> who can do a split. <laughs> I think the reason why I get so irritated with people who still love Teresa, and even look, I get it. Yes, you you can serve time, and then you know you do your part and leave, is because people of color often do not get to even serve the time. They right. just die, and I think that's why it pisses me off when people yeah. like love to celebrate the criminal. You know, Mm -hmm. people of color wish that they could even get a fair trial or the opportunity to go to trial or even, you know, not die in jail. A fair judgment. I mean, uh, even if they get prison, it's disproportionately more number of years and all that. Or even, you know, don't even get to prison. They get shot. So Mm -hmm. they get shot for stuff hanging in their rear view mirror. So like somebody did this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a real... I really took it down a notch. Well, it's real and it's something that we have been talking about. Yes. Yesterday and today. We have I've I've certainly been discussing it with a lot of people. It hit yeah. so many people. It's outrageous. Yeah. But yeah, it is outrageous. Okay. Well let's uh let's let's take a turnover. Let's talk about Mary to Madison <laughs> first. But you know who did do a good 
apology was Anila. Yeah, she did. She did. I actually really, I liked the conversation that Anila had with Heavenly. Because Mm -hmm. the thing is, you have to put aside this kind of stuff. It was, first of all, it was a great conversation. Secondly, it was like a great apology. It was clear. I actually thought Heavenly received it quite well. Mm -hmm. The way that Heavenly talked about it with her kids was very Mm -hmm. different than how Heavenly was understanding it at the time that she was talking to Anila. So it's obvious that like she was in a different like zone in her mind. Yes. But it was great because Anila almost said, I know my assignment here. Okay. And this cannot be part of my assignment. Correct. My assignment is not this. Mm -hmm. I will come for you about being a dentist later. Yes. But this is not going to be part of our fight. And I love that. This is real stuff. And then there's reality stuff. So Anila was like, this is real stuff. And I'm going to be on the right side of history for this. I'm going to do the right thing here. But reality reality stuff, anything goes. So I'm glad. This is the second time she's saying that, right? So the first time she explained it, but it wasn't well received. This is the second time she, in the light and love party or whatever, the crystal party, she actually apologized. And she's articulated it well. And Heavenly was in a good place to receive it so heavenly received yeah so maybe the crystals do work on heavenly (laughs) yeah it does (laughs) or maybe heavenly was trying to be nice to the uh to what did she call them what did she call lisa nicole and uh carrie i don't know but i called them leftover friends from previous seasons what did she call them Oh, she called Rento. them re- recycled friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe she was trying to be nice in front of the recycled friends. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so over the last two weeks on Married to Medicine, Simone sent her son off to college for like an mm-hmm. entire episode. And you know, mm-hmm. I talked before about how much I love Simone and her son. But mm-hmm. last week I was watching and I was like, can we get the show on the road? I don't think we need to keep watching this. <laughs> it was like the longest drop off ever. I know. I like the fact that Simone and Cecil were being like, the parents and reflecting on what what the struggle I is didn't, and the fact that I didn't the fact that the boy was going uh, he was going he was not going to HBCU which would be automatically a safe environment yeah. but he was going to the regular schools and they were worried for him and at the same time the boys are in the other car and they're talking about girls and what they're going to do with yeah that's the fun true. stuff that's true and it was the juxtaposition of the two it was so sweet for me like the parents are worried but the sons are okay right but there's that's one scene that was an entire episode of Simone sending her son (laughs) off to college and I was like you know we don't need this okay then also Simone also heads towards making amends with Jackie with the help of Heavenly Uh Heavenly fixes teeth and she also gets a call from Reverend Al Sharpton to join him at the March on Washington. Yeah. And I was I was shocked that Heavenly didn't drive her car off the road, if I'm going to be honest with you. Because if he called me, then I would have driven my car off the road. So that's why I felt like that was, maybe they had told Heavenly yeah. that it was going to be Al Sharpton. And she was trying to act. Because I would have pulled off the road. I wouldn't have kept yeah. going and talking about all of this. Al Sharpton calls you, you pull off the road and you have a proper conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Drive into like a Starbucks and just park your car outside of a CVS or something. Like, yeah. why are you still driving? Why it was are very you still Yeah. And then Contessa. 
Contessa relied on crystals to heal the group. And I realized what I don't like about her is Contessa reminds me of like, I've seen this of like moms in our families, Uh which is that they have this sort of like martyr mom syndrome of Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good things in their life are, but they will purposely add on projects to make Mm -hmm. themselves look busier and attain more and all this stuff to almost look like, oh, my life is so busy. My life is so busy. And this is why I'm so miserable all the time because my life is so busy. It's like, okay, but like you need to chill out. Like, yes, you needed to get your kitchen done. But at the same time, you have like probably a million dollar house still. And you have free nannies at home with your husband's niece and her girlfriend. Like you've got a pretty good life, Contessa. But Contessa, I feel like every season adds on a new project to make herself look so busy and so important. And it's almost like a reason for why she doesn't like her husband or why she doesn't have time for her kids. Like it's this martyr mom thing that I've seen women in our communities also take on, especially our moms, because I feel like like it's almost like if they stop doing stuff and just appreciate what's in front of them they're going to realize that like emotionally they're not complete so then they're going to get even more upset like that's what i realized about contessa i hate so when you first started describing this mom <laughs> i thought is she talking about me then you <laughs> no. took a detour of a million dollars and a million dollar home and five nannies of like nah she's not talking about me <laughs> And then you ended up by saying, if you don't do all of the other stuff, and if you just sit quietly, you'll realize that you are not happy. (laughs) And and I'm like, bitch, you're talking about me. No, I'm not. Okay, first of all, I'm not talking about you because you're not a miserable person. Secondly, if you do feel like I am talking about you, then you should be like, oh, shit, let me not be like... Yeah, no, I, you, if you, you should be like, shit, if I'm being like Contessa, I better stop it right now. <laughs> sucks. Like, this is what the thing like she even even that scene where she's like stomping around her kitchen and then like going to sit outside with her niece and like look at crystals and stuff. It's like, oh, I have to have this full glass of wine because my, you know, my life is so stressed out. Like, bitch, you are in full glam. You are in full glam with your tit out. And like you're talking, you're sitting there acting like your life is so fucking hard because your kitchen renovation is difficult. I feel like every season Contessa is a grumpy goose and I'm tired of watching a grumpy goose on TV. But I I don't think it's that. I don't think she's a martyr mom or anything of that sort. I think she doesn't have a storyline. Again, one more year of no storyline. So she's like, what can I make a storyline of? Oh, yes. Let me start with the kitchen. The kitchen is broken. And then I have these two girls here. Let me say Crystal. And then, oh, and oh, by the way, maybe have a fight with uh, what's his name again. Just to say that he could be cheating. I don't know. And that will create a storyline. Well, here's the thing. You're calling it a storyline. Mm-hmm. But in real life, that yeah. is what makes a martyr like a martyr woman. It's a, it's almost like in real life, you don't get to have a camera follow you around. Mm-hmm. In real life, you become a more interesting or a, a special friend, somebody that people will give more attention to. No, no, no. A martyr woman, maybe. I was thinking martyr mom, martyr mom. And I was like, yeah, she's not that. She's not the mom who does. But definitely a martyr syndrome. No, but yes. like aunties, but the aunties in our, I call the martyr moms uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what my mom is right. like. But like, yeah, the aunties in our community, oh, yeah. they love to just like, woe is me all the time. And that's the thing with Contessa. Right. She's always 
woeing is me and I'm so yeah. tired of watching it. And yet it doesn't make you actually an interesting person and it doesn't actually give you an interesting storyline. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to yeah. watch you be miserable. And here's yeah. the thing. It was different when Simone and Cecil were having issues because by that point in the show, we had already connected with Simone and Cecil as a couple. We mm-hmm. were invested in them as a family. Right. So when they all of a sudden were not like in sync, it was like, oh shit, that is really upsetting. Right. But we've never had the opportunity to fall in love with Contessa and Scott as a couple. To ever be like, oh no, Scott is cheating. What? Yeah. I'm so surprised. Like, yeah, I hope Scott, I mean, I don't hope Scott yeah. is cheating, but. Yeah, because it's also, also because Contessa and Scott's storyline has, has always been, we are not getting along together. It's never been, oh, we love each other and, we, you know, something else is a storyline. So it's been the only storyline she's had is that she and Scott don't get along. For one reason yeah. or another, they're arguing. And yeah. she's like, is this going to be my life? Is this? I'm like, uh, can you imagine Scott's reaction to all of this? Is this going to be my life where my wife yeah. goes on national TV and thinks that I might be having an affair? Yeah. She's always dragging her family down and I hate it. If he's having an affair, he's having an affair. But mm-hmm. you just don't assume that unless you feel you have some proof or you can talk about it. Don't mention it on national TV. That was just weird. Yeah. What is their cause? Maybe that is the cause. Maybe he cheated. She found out and they haven't talked about it. And that's what they have been bickering about all this time. Who knows? I don't even think that's what it is. I think she just says stuff to stay on TV. Yeah. And if that is a storyline, you know, other people have already done that. So let's. Yeah. It's not interesting. I've, She's I've just seen this many times. She's not Get interesting. Her off. Okay, let's not talk about her anymore because she's not interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather <laughs> watch Lisa Nicole, by the way. I would also rather watch Lisa Nicole and Carrie try to crawl up Toya's butt to stay yes. on TV. Okay. Right. I'd rather right. watch that kind of desperation because that is right. very transparent desperation. That's not right. tra- desperation. That's like messed and you know some sort of noble thing like a pra- like uh-huh. a good, you know a business or your education or your marriage. Uh-huh. It's straight. Like right. we are here in full glam so we can yes. get on your TV yes. show that we got yes. fired off of. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Nicole walking into uh, into Toya's house in that beautiful dress. And Toya's like, that's not a cover up. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're coming from a charity. And Lisa Nicole saying, yeah, I'm coming from a charity. And that's why I'm in full glam. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, Lisa Nicole. <laughs> So you are the other, you are the equal, and Lisa Nicole is the Gensha equal, right? She has a similar business. She has that You're one right. clothing she business, does. but she also has multiple businesses. She does do an MLM, so she is, she an MLM is the queen. Gen- <laughs> yeah, I want to see Lisa Nicole. I know, I would <laughs> much rather. Yeah, I know. And Kari. And Kari. Kari. Kari, who thinks she's smart. Yeah, she's smart. She's great. Yeah, she looks good though. I mean, Kari has aged well. She looked, yeah, she has. I thought I felt like she would look younger and fitter this now than she did in the first season. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Okay, so Summer House. Over the last two weeks of Summer House, the fight between Luke, Kyle, and Carl blows over. Luke comes back to the house and he cries and Hannah is a jerk. Then everyone's <laughs> boyfriend visits, Des, Stravi, Rob, but not Perry. And we learn that, you know, Des is as gross and disgusting as Hannah is. And they're a match made in fucking, like... Hell. Hell, you know Swamp. what? Her, she, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they're a match made in. Have you ever seen the ads for those hotels, those romantic getaway hotels in the Poconos, with like the champagne glass jacuzzis in the bedrooms and stuff? Uh huh. Like uh-huh. A, yeah. they're like a match made in like a heart shaped vibrating bed in like a nasty motel Ooh. in the Poconos. You know, like that's with, what yeah, they are. Sticky, sticky vinyl flooring. Yes, exactly. Ugh, they're so gross. And uh, you know. A gross in-house restaurant that has like food that has been reheated twice or thri- three times and Ugh, served. Because that's the kind chips. of hotel that Lorianne and I stayed in once. So I'm bringing it up. <laughs> As memory of how we went to a crap and show. I couldn't find hotel rooms to stay over. So we found this motel that was crawling with cockroaches. Ew. It was disgusting. It was a, yeah, it was disgusting. Oh no. And there were people sitting on easy chairs with my features on. And there was one little kitchen or dining area. And they said, oh, you'll have breakfast is included. It was like dried sausages and eggs that had clearly been reheated multiple times and we didn't even drink coffee we walked in and then we left we're like nope we'll stop at the delaware gap yes (laughs) you were better off sleeping in your car at the valero okay (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right so that's where des and hannah's relationship is from from that yeah and it's for sure des is disgusting it he is completely adorable (laughs) i love the pun I love that you're so cute. It's laughter bater, okay? Laughter bater. I'm a laughter bater. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Des came in, and I did appreciate that immediately Kyle was like, oh, he looks exactly like me. This is fucking weird. And it. I'm glad yeah. everybody else appreciated it. And one of the funniest things I found was – Paige, who was Hannah's best friend, mm-hmm. is like every, she's everybody's like, oh, so what do you think about Des? And Paige is like, she's like the male Hannah. They're both so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can tell that Paige is so irritated with like yeah. the sight of Hannah and Perry or Hannah. Oh God, Hannah and Perry, Hannah and Des together. Yeah, like she's watching. And I she's think like, she's uh, she's annoyed by it. She was has been annoyed the past couple of episodes. I think yes. she's going to say it's because of Perry and not because of Hannah. But I have a feeling underlying all of that is she Paige is not happy with Hannah. So I'm surprised that they're still friends and doing the Giggly Squad or whatever. Well, lately, the internet has been saying that their page has been liking posts that talk about how Hannah led Luke on, tweets about Hannah being not great. Yeah, yeah. So I think Paige might be turning over because the other thing is, was Hannah, did Hannah go to Winter House? I don't think she did. No, she didn't. Hannah didn't go to Winter House. Paige did go to Winter House. Lindsay, uh, Paige, and Lindsay, Paige, Amanda, and Sierra went to Winter House. yeah. And now the other thing is, though, the rumors are that Paige may or may not be dating Ugh. the pil- the pillow king the, the, of the south, yeah, Conover Law, yeah, <laughs> a lucrative attorney, a very famous <laughs> attorney. 
Okay, famous attorney in the South. <laughs> yeah, uh, I so, don't know if it's lucrative, know. but not lucrative yet. But he's famous. No, we don't know yet. But he is famous. He's got pillows yeah. and a and a. You know, he did pass the bar. So yeah. But what did you think of Luke's reaction when Des just drops the bomb that he and Hannah had been First having of all, sex? Fucking Des came so in gross. wanting to be on TV and on yep. camera, and he was yes. doing so much, just too much throughout the first two episodes like hey man there's cameras on at least act like you don't feel comfortable that somebody's staring at you you're like performing you're yeah. performing to the camera this is just yeah uh, okay yeah and then be cool. be cool right and then here's hannah and you know when that happened when he said that hannah was like smiling and she's looking at des and there was like they shared a laugh you know those that couple that likes to have like oh, here's something silly and secretive that we're doing and we're going to do this and we're going to laugh about it together and people are not going to understand why we are laughing and it's a secret between us and they're always doing that. I felt like... Like an inside joke? Yeah, like an inside joke and that he was saying it and it was agreed upon by him and Hannah that he would blurt it out like that and they would look at uh, Luke and see his reaction. Or I mean, that they would yeah. put it, it's they would create school. like create like a question in a storyline by saying that, and then that it would make sense for Des to have more scenes. You you know what I mean? Like it was just felt like he did that deliberately. First of all, he did it deliberately, but it felt like Hannah was in on it. Like yeah, they planned I, it. I think first of all, Hannah's been quote unquote complaining about Luke for the last five weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Look, I know this game. The game is that you're dating a guy or you like a guy and you talk to that guy about another guy who is totally obsessed with you. Yeah. Okay, that's what you do. And then that guy comes in and it's a big like dick swinging competition and everybody's right. like, oh, who, you know, you decide which one wants to mm-hmm. get the girl more. So Des is just playing into Hannah's manipulation. Hannah has told him, Luke has been totally not respecting my boundaries. And he's like so obsessed with me. And he told me to take it slow with you. And so Des is coming in and saying, yeah, I fucked her. So Mm -hmm. I'm pissing on my territory right now. And you, I'm letting you know who's boss. But the thing is, Des is like an awkward comedian, nerdy guy. So Mm -hmm. he's not going to do it in a macho sort of way. He's going to do it in a jokey sort of way, which is what what happened but it just was it came off really insensitive and weird like who says that at the table and if you were hannah wouldn't you be sort of taken aback and say no don't say that or something it was almost like she relished the fact that he said it yes yeah that was the whole point that's why she fed him all this information for weeks and weeks and weeks before he got there so that it made him want to throw that in luke's face because she's pissed off about the fact that Luke brought Sierra to the house without telling her. Right. And maybe if Luke had not brought Sierra to the house, I wouldn't be surprised if Hannah was like, oh, yeah, there's this guy I'm dating or or this guy was talking to Des and, you know, we fucked or whatever. Like, I think she's somebody who would have told Luke that information. But I think Hannah is essentially just trying to get back at Luke for not telling Mm -hmm. her about Sierra. Mm -hmm. And it's really dumb and it's really gross. I mean, Hannah's gross because she even then goes as far as going and having sex in Kyle and Amanda's bathroom. 
because she but wants to make like a point. That was like the grossest thing ever. Can you imagine? First of all, even going into somebody else's bedroom, that's their private space. You don't go into it when, especially when they're not there, you're just walking. It's not just you're walking in on them, uh, walking into their room or whatever. They're not even there. You open the door and go into their private space. That's just so wrong. It's so it's stupid just... and disgusting. You know what, Arthi? I would say it's even disrespectful. Okay. That was a good one. It was better than I would say it's disgusting, but okay, so it's disrespectful. You are no, I was just playing off of your joke. Yeah, I know. I know. You tried. You tried. It was okay. <laughs> Try okay, harder. Uh, um, You're not gonna be able to come up with anything better than disgusting. I mean, it's the same because he- we're, we're replacing this with does. What is the difference? He's disrespectful. <laughs> Do you think that he took a pill? Because what 44-year-old oh, man is... yes. Is oh, my God. Of course he did. He had to have. I was like, yeah, you were he was, 20 he was, No, he definitely... I felt like he... he I was going to say he was on blow, but because he kept going. He was like hyper. The way he walked into the house and knocking into the house and then jumping it around. And he was so... And he kept munching. Did you see? He kept going into the refrigerator and eating. Oh, maybe some Adderall? Yeah, something. He yeah. was high on something. He might have snorted Adderall because the way he was going was like mile a minute. And then he started picking things. He was like eating strawberries and then chips and he's just standing yeah. there eating and i was like that's weird like you just walked it you just don't go and get their big bag of snacks that everybody puts their hand into and start eating it it's not no that's not what you yeah. do and so he was yeah. like something's wrong with him he felt weird and then now you what you're saying may be true he might be on both that and cialis yeah a cialis adderall cocktail literally yeah. a cocktail he snorted a cialis adderall cocktail <laughs> Otherwise known as cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Jax Taylor is watching Summer House and he's like, okay, so he did what? He's listening. Jax is listening to our podcast and taking down notes. Um, yeah, it was, it was something. And then at one point she's just like making an appetizer or something. And he's like, Oh, you're so funny. I was like, she didn't say anything that was funny. Like this is, that's what I'm saying. He was on something. He was high on something because (laughs) he he was, he had a cocktail of something, you know, before he went on because he was horny and he was like, over the top he was he had his yeah, munchies it on it was a lot Des was a lot see now we cannot Des a lot no it doesn't work no of course because that's not a one word no i was making another i was taking in one level no but it doesn't make sense that doesn't even make any sense Arthi. i know it did that's what i'm saying i was trying to make that joke and it didn't work i said it didn't make sense i didn't say it did I said I tried and it didn't work. I admitted it right away. What's wrong with that? You're desrailing this episode, okay? <laughs> okay. Anyway, so as hyper as hyper as Des was, Rob took whatever the op- he took like a mel he took like a- he he chewed up yes. an entire jar of melatonin. <laughs> into the house and you know what i really understood because i i i understood because 
I feel like I see so much of myself in Danielle. So that like sort of awkward. And I really like this guy. We're going to sit by the pool. And the first thing she says is, you see those snails at the bottom of the pool? They commit suicide. I was like, that is totally what I would do. Be like, I really like this guy. So I'm going to talk about death. Uh, he's like, he's like oh, probably wasn't a suicide. I'm like, okay. Okay, like, Robert, you are very pretty, but you don't say much, do you? Yeah. Apparently, they're still very much together. They live together, oh and he went God. to the winter house. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I hope his personality comes through once he gets comfortable. But I think that's <laughs> what Danielle needs. I think Danielle yeah. wants to be with a guy like that. Because obviously, True. Danielle has been with a guy like Carl, mm-hmm. who is, you know, life of the party. And I don't think that that, <laughs> obviously, that does not work for her. But I, I mean, I, I kind of related to it. Like, I related to it, but at the same time, I realized watching them why mm-hmm. I don't need to see people who, who are like us on TV. Uh-huh. People right. like us don't need to be on TV, okay? Yeah. Yeah. We need more crazy. Yes, Des and Hannah are disgusting, but I, I want to see more people like that and not people like Rob yeah, and Daniel. The, I want funny crazy, not sad crazy. And we would be crazy too, but it would be the kind of sad and boring crazy. No, I don't even think we would be that crazy. I think we'd be very <laughs> like chill. We would be talking about snails committing suicide at the bottom of the pool. Like we wouldn't even, <laughs> I don't even think we would, you know. But like, I think that's why Lindsay and Stravi are a great combination because I Mm -hmm. think they're a perfect mix of somebody like Danielle and Rob and somebody as insane as Daz and Hannah because they obviously have their insanity mostly from Lindsay and then they have the boring from Stravi. And together, they're great. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of the new couple in the house, Luke and Stravi? (laughs) The bond they have, the bond they have. (laughs) It was so funny. And they were like, <laughs> Luke is like, I love him. He's my friend. We're so close. <laughs> but you know what? That's guys. Like, that's how guys are. Because, like, that my husband has, yeah, my husband has friends like that where, like, he's like, yeah, I love that guy. Like, we love spending time together, whatever. And, like, when they're together, they're just existing in the same space. And they sort of just, like, <laughs> like grunt yeah. at each other. Yeah, and yeah. then they're done. That is so true. That is so true. It's like you only talk about ma- things that matter. You don't talk to me about feelings. You're no. in the same space and we leave each other alone. And that's the kind yeah. of friendship that I get from my closest friends. So that would yeah. so much be my husband too. He would be like, just sit there. So he and his friends can go for hours in the same room without speaking to each other. And they will feel like they had a meaningful relationship and they had a good, they feel rejuvenated and they feel good about having yeah. met each other. But it's like, yeah. you didn't talk, you didn't communicate, you didn't tell anything to each other. You were just there watching TV together. It's like, that's what yeah. you need. So Paige, this episode got more drunk than we've seen her in the past few episodes because she's obviously upset about Perry not coming. But she does this like very transparently bitchy thing where she's obviously upset that her boyfriend is clearly not interested in coming to the house at all. So instead of being happy for Lindsay, she's just like, Ugh, I don't know, like flowers and candles that would never get me to listen. Like it's like, Come on, Paige. You would just be happy if your boyfriend did like one little thing and Mm. he doesn't do anything. So instead of like appreciating Lindsay, she's just like putting down Stravi. I was like, yeah, that's like such a bitchy, transparent thing to do. But I would do the same thing. Yeah. If I was miserable. Same thing. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are you more irritated with 
Perry for being this way to Paige? Or do you think this is what Paige signed up for and she should just deal with it? I think uh, neither. I think this is with because Perry is a much older guy, his expectation of, you know, uh, in a relationship and what he wants to do in a relationship may be very different from a younger guy dating Paige. Paige, on the other hand, is younger and she do- she is expecting Perry to give up his work and jump and come drive up to, you know, and be part of this whole TV show. And I don't think he wants to be. So it feels like they're not a good match. They're not bad people. And they're not, one is not worse than the other. Yes, Perry should have done a lot more and been there with her. But I also, I think when Paige said, yeah, I understand you don't have to be part of this and went off to do it. Perry, you know, truly assumed that she would be able to handle that without him, that she could go weeks without any touch point or any of that, because he just expected something completely different from her. Okay. Like he's more not independence. Old. How old is he? I'm trying Why to figure can keep talking about him as if he's like 10, I mean, 12 he, years older. Paige, Paige is 28 and she thinks that Lindsay at 34 is like old. So I don't know about that. Maybe that's why I feel like he's old, but I don't know Hold what on. the difference let's is. See, let's see, let's see. But I feel like they they don't realize their age difference and how each of them expects, just assumes, not expects, assumes the other to be Do you want to know how old Perry okay. is? Do you want to know how old Perry is? Oh my God. My whole theory is going to fall apart now. He's 38. He's not that old. He's like around Kyle's age. So it's not like he's that old. So that's the thing. Like what irritates me about Perry is, and just listen up anybody who wants to date a girl on reality TV or a guy on reality TV. I hate when people decide to date somebody who is already on a successful reality TV show and then Mm. says, Oh, I'm not going to be on camera because that's just like not for me. Like, okay, but you know that you are into her because she's on TV, right? Like you realize Mm -hmm. that that's a part of her her job. So I get that you're saying like, oh, it's just your job and I'm going to like not be a part of it. But at some point Mm -hmm. you have to realize that you are dating a reality TV star. So you are going to have to actually be on reality TV once or twice. And the other thing is, he's everybody was like, oh, well, he is a restaurant owner. And so business was really crazy last summer. It's He's a restaurant owner in Long Island. And he is partners on a restaurant. He doesn't actually run a restaurant. He has money from like go- years of working at like Goldman Sachs or something. Like the guy is rich. He's super mm-hmm. duper rich. And so this whole thing of like, you know, work is so busy for me or whatever. You can't come. You're in Long Island. You can't come to the Hamptons for like a meal with your girlfriend. That's bullshit. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah. But if you think uh, I'm so, yes. And uh, and Paige is just young enough to put up with some stuff because she thinks that maybe she feels that she's not quite. She doesn't. She's she's in awe of this older man, successful man. And it's kind of hard for her to stand up for herself in that relationship. But it's also hard for her to let go of that relationship because she's expecting a lot more. Like she has very high expectations of herself in that relationship. Yeah. And I'm sure she's looking at Kyle and Amanda who have quite a big age difference too. Mm -hmm. And she sees somebody like Kyle who does like to party and she probably goes, oh, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I don't want that, but I also want to date an older guy with some money. 
So I guess that's just what I have to settle for is somebody mm. who isn't going to be around my party friends. But I actually mm. felt sad for her like when I she was crying too. because she didn't want to have a conversation. That was the one moment I have to say that Hannah was being a really good friend to her when she said like you have to speak up for yourself. Like uh-huh. you have to be able to talk to talk. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart to see Paige cry because I realized in that moment that Paige is like confident and fun and spunky and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but actually Paige is quite sad. Very, and then yeah, she's really quite sad, sad and insecure. Her. I was about to say that she—that's exactly what I was about to say—was that uh, she feels she's very confident and comes off as confident in her uh, approach, but I think she is very. Uh, she's still insecure. She she has she's insecure because she has been she has been in this relationship with an older successful guy. And I think if she had a relationship with Craig or Conover, maybe the blessing that she needs because Craig Conover will make you feel so much more accomplished, so much more smarter. And, you know, would just make you, your confidence, your, in your own self-worth will be, will soar after you spend time with Craig. So maybe that is the right thing. Maybe she doesn't, she would feel empowered in a relationship with somebody who's not uh, who's not older or in her mind wiser in what how you should live life i think in an alternate universe Paige and carl would work out yeah i think so carl was asked on i think it was watch watch what happens somebody asked it was like a quiz like well who would you date would you date um why aren't you dating Paige or whatever and he was like she has a boyfriend but i could see uh i was just not in a good space when we when i met her yes i I can see it happening yeah it's one of those like they keep missing each other type things you know Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, and then like maybe when they're older, if Paige is still single, it'll be like, oh, like Carl. And, oh, okay. Now I'm no. officially like st- Now shipping. I just, no, I, no. You're tripping. No? You're doing a happy trip. I actually was filled with dread that uh, <laughs> we, we have to watch this play out for many, many seasons of Summer House. Them missing each other. And that's going to be the next Rachel and Ross situation. <laughs> no, like, let's not go crazy, okay? Carl and Paige are not going to be Ross and Rachel. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, well... We'll see yeah. what else happens on Thursday with Summer yeah. House. It's been a couple of uh, fun episodes of Summer House. This season has been a fun. It has been a very fun season. And I'm just excited for not just the entire house in Summer House, but the entire country to now go full Team Luke. Yeah. Because that was great. Okay, so then we'll talk to you guys. What else is happening? Yes. I feel like I keep forgetting something. There's, yeah, I'm, I have the same feeling. Oh, we are going to have a guest next week. Yes. A returning guest. Yeah. So Saturday, it's just going to be our dumb voices again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but next, our next Married to Medicine Summer House episode, we are going to have a guest on, yes. a returning guest, like Arthi said. Yes. And, um, and it'll be and fun. I think that, yeah, I think that you are going to love it. We can say who yeah. it is, right? Well, no, we shouldn't. Just in no, case. No, we shouldn't. Just in case she yeah. <laughs> By the way, don't cancel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.